0: Hello listeners, this episode is all about the Luke's English Podcast photo competition which I launched in December in episode 313. I've received loads of photos from listeners and they're now presented on the page for this episode on my website and they look fantastic, so please do have a look at them. In this episode I'm going to tell you how you can vote in the competition and I'm also going to teach you some specific vocabulary and expressions for describing photographs which is particularly useful if you're taking a Cambridge exam like FCE or CAE. So that's what's going to happen in this episode. So let's go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all right. Um, It looks from the photos that I received, like some of you are currently surviving in rather freezing conditions in various places. Some of the photos seem to show some, some, some beautiful uh, conditions as well. A couple of people um, in the sunshine and stuff like that. Here at the moment in in Paris, it's freezing cold. Uh, the winter has finally arrived. People have been talking about it for ages. Like, oh, it's so warm. Why is it so warm? When's the winter going to arrive? And now everyone's complaining about how cold it is, which is always the way, isn't it? You know, when... When we, when it does get cold, people always say, "Oh, hasn't it gone cold? It's, co- it's cold, isn't it? What's going on?" I tell you what's going on. It's winter. That's that's normal. It, it happens every year. Um, anyway, the sky. I'm just just opening a window just to kind of uh, have a look out. The sky is perfectly blue and clear. It's it's really gorgeous today. But it is freezing cold. But I like it like this. I like it when the when there's a sort of a chill in the air. I, I like it when it's basically. I don't mind if it's bright and there's a blue sky. If it's clear and cold, I'm I'm happy. What I don't like is cold and dark or cold and wet. As long as there's light, I'm basically happy. So anyway, I, I hope the sort of uh, hope the conditions are comfortable wherever you are. Um, so just before we start talking about the photo competition, I would just like to thank you for your support. Um, either through donations or through the audiobook offer. And by the way, this is where I talk about donations and sponsors, but it'll just take a couple of minutes, okay? I promise. So thank you very much if you've made a donation to the podcast recently. You're basically keeping Luke's English podcast alive, okay, if if you've donated. You're keeping the podcast alive. I hope you realize that. So thank you very much. Um, if you want to show your appreciation for Luke's English Podcast, like if you haven't donated and, and you'd like to, just click a donate button on the website and you can make a contribution. The amount is totally up to you. Um, in fact, you don't even have to give anything if you if you don't fancy it or if you can't, so that's no problem. But if you want to, just click a donate button. Um, Luke's English Podcast is also made possible through some sponsorship with audible.com. You've heard me mention them lots of times. Basically, I get a small referral. I get like a little kickback when my listeners sign up to a trial with Audible. And if you don't know Audible, it's basically Amazon's audiobook service. All right. Um, They're considered to be the top provider of downloadable audiobooks, which is true because it's a good service. I use it and some of my friends use it too, and everyone agrees that actually it's very good. Um, so you can sign up to a trial. That means you can just test out the service, and the trial lasts thirty days, and it includes a free audiobook download of your choice. Normally, these books, these audiobooks, are about like twenty to thirty dollars each, but you can just get one free with this offer, which is not bad. You know, I'm quite happy to to tell you about that. I'm quite happy to offer that to you. ...as a way of sort of trying to monetize this podcast. I think that's quite a fair and reasonable way to, to make this work... ...because I genuinely think it's a pretty good offer. Um, you can download any audiobook you like as part of this trial... ...and if you don't like the service, you can just cancel. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's a little complicated to cancel... ...but you just need to keep pressing cancel, basically. You go into your uh, like account menu and say, you know, cancel your, your membership... And then it takes you to another screen, and you press cancel there. And then you go to another screen and press cancel there. It sort of gives you like five chances to, to to change your mind before eventually you do cancel. But you know, you have to just be sure that you want to cancel. Uh, but you can cancel if you don't like it, and and and. But you can keep the book that you've downloaded, and there are no strings attached. Um, so. If you are wondering if you if you kind of if you'd like to take advantage of that and you're wondering which audiobook to get well like first of all I have recently published a list a sort of reading list on my website and you can find that by going to uh, where is it now if you if you put if you go to the website and just sort of move the mouse over the words free audiobook offer which you'll find um, in the menu then a little sub menu will pop up and it's called reading list so if you click on reading list that's like a, a list of basically every book that i've ever mentioned on this podcast um, and it's it's a sort of uh, loads of recommended reading or recommended audio books that you can download so that 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 should give you some inspiration if you're wondering but also let me now just tell you about the best selling audio books on audible.com this week all right so I've just gone to the website, checked out their, their top downloads for this week. Um, so number one, the, the top most downloaded book from audible.com this week is called The Now Habit, and it's by Neil Fior, and it's all about skills and strategies for overcoming procrastination. So you might know what procrastination is, do you? It's basically time wasting. You know when you've got something really important to do, like maybe build uh, build a a business english course online for example and you just can't seem to get down to it you always seem to find other distractions and you find other things to do and you just keep putting things off that's Procrastination, and it's something that so many of us suffer from. And apparently, Neil Fiore, Doctor Neil Fiore, Ph.D., has written a book, and in fact, uh, it's an audio book as well, called The Now Habit. And it's all about ways in which you can deal with procrastination and overcome it and actually get things done. I think I need to read that. Um, number two, the second most uh, popular book, uh, audio book is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone which is actually called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in the USA because apparently in America in the American market they maybe they wouldn't understand the word philosopher I don't know but they changed it for the American market to say the Sorcerer's Stone but in the UK Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone so yes all of the Harry Potter books are now available as audiobooks they weren't available sort of you know 6 months ago or so and they've they've now published and they've recorded every Harry Potter book as an audiobook and they're now published on the on the Audible site uh and they are very popular they they may be the most popular audiobooks going at the moment and they are constantly in the top 10 downloads on on the website so in fact the whole top 10 this week is filled with other Harry Potter books um but uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is is at number 2 um, so why not just, why not get, get the first one, get the first Harry Potter book yourself, and then you can just dive into the world of Hogwarts and Professor Snape. And of course, he who must not be named, you know, the main bad guy. So dive into the world of Hogwarts again, but using the audiobooks. uh, the first book has a rating of 4.9 out of five, which is really outstanding. That's really excellent feedback that's like a five-star rating. It's read out by British actor Jim Dale who according to reviews does an excellent job of bringing the story to life. Number 3 in the list is The Martian by Andy Weir. This is a novel which was recently made into a film with Matt Damon directed by Ridley Scott. I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was a witty and exciting story of a man who gets stuck on Mars during an expedition. And in, and I was right because it is a story of about a man who gets stuck on Mars during an expedition, but I thought it was witty and exciting. Um, and while he's stuck on Mars, he has to find a way to survive. And how does he do it? Well, luckily, he's a botanist. That's an expert on plants. Like he's a, he's a plant expert, which is quite fortunate, really, because um, you know if you want to survive, you're going to need to grow things to eat. And how does he survive? Uh, well. He creates a farm inside the space station, and then he grows potatoes in his own poo. That's right. He uses his own poo uh, and the poo of the crewmates that he was with as fertilizer to grow potatoes. Now, that might sound disgusting, but it's actually, a when you think about it, it's actually a really, really resourceful and clever way to survive, isn't it? Um, so anyway, that's just one of the many original and intelligent things about the story. The film is Oscar nominated, and it's very funny and gripping. Um, and apparently, the book is even better than the film, which is usually the case, isn't it? Um, the, the, the audiobook has got a rating of 4.8 stars out of 5 on Audible. Um, so that's it, okay? So that's the top three books on Audible.com. Just go to teacherloop.co.uk forward slash Audible or click the Audible logo on the website and uh, that's all you have to do. Okay, now that's it. I'm going to stop talking about sponsors and things like that, and I'm now going to move onto the photo competition properly. Okay, so here we go. So the Luke's English Podcast photo competition entries are here. Um, on the page for this episode, you can see all the photos which were sent to me in the competition, and I've, you can see them arranged in a randomly generated mosaic, and I hope that you agree that it looks really cool. I, uh, I hope I haven't forgotten anyone's photos. I don't think I have. Uh, remember that the only condition in this competition really was that you included some evidence in the photograph that you're listening. For example, a pair of headphones or a Luke's English Podcast logo or something like that. Uh, the closing date for the competition was the 15th of January. So it's now way too late to send me your photos. All right. So sorry if you've only just found out about this competition. Now, you'll just have to wait for the next competition to come along. Um, So you can now vote on your favorite photos. And um, I'm going to tell you about how to do that in a moment. Um, it's, It's absolutely fantastic to get a window into the lives of my listeners, even just a little bit with these snapshots that some of you have sent to me. And I, I know that there are many more of you out there who haven't sent me photographs. I have a large army of LEP ninjas who like to lurk in the shadows and just listen, only coming out sometimes to leave a comment and then whew, to spring back over the wall and back off into the night, you know. Um, so I know there are many more of the... I've got many more ninja listeners out there. Um, but um, it is it is fantastic to be able to see uh, it, just a into the lives of some of you. By the way, I've, I've had quite a few first-time comments from ninjas uh, recently on, on Luke's English Podcast, so it's, it is very nice to hear from you. Anyway, back to the photos. It's great to see the different environments, landscapes, and weather that you're in while you're listening to the podcast. And also, it's it's really good to see some of the faces of you, my listeners, around the world. Uh many of the photos are very charming and also very funny too. Um there are some real gems in there in fact. Uh and by the way a gem is obviously a precious stone like a like a diamond or something but it's also a word that we use to describe something which you think is particularly good. For example you you would say if you know someone that you really like is a gem, you know, for example, oh she's a real gem, isn't she? Meaning, I think she's really great, or there are some real gems in there, meaning that there are some particularly good photos in the collection, and I'm very proud of my uh, my listeners and my uh, Luke's English podcast community. Thank you very much for your photos. Now, let me tell you how to vote. Okay, so listen carefully. Uh, just add a comment under the photo or photos that you want to vote for. Okay. So when you see the mosaic of pictures, just click on any of the pictures and, and it will start a sort of a, a slideshow. It's not an automatic slideshow. You need to just kind of click through the photos. But um, you'll first of all, you'll see a mosaic on the page. Click any photo and it'll make it bigger. And then you can, you, you can kind of like uh, uh, swipe through all of the photos one by one. Okay. And uh, to vote for a photo that you like, just leave a comment and you'll see... Um, that there is a a little button in the bottom right-hand corner, and it says comment. Just click there, and that's where you leave your comment for that specific photo. Don't vote in the comments section under the episode. Don't put your votes there, but please vote under individual photos by clicking on them, and then by clicking on comment in the bottom corner, okay? When you vote, please include either the word vote or the word choose, okay? For example, I vote for this one. Or, I'd like to choose this one as the winner. All right? And it would be nice if you gave a reason for voting in your comment. For example, I vote for this one because blah, blah, blah. Don't write blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's just an example. But do leave a comment when you vote. Uh, you don't have to, but it would be nice to read, you know, a little reason why you like that photograph. Um, as, a, as I said, to leave a comment, just click on the image then click in the bottom right-hand corner where it says comment. You can vote for as many photographs as you like, okay? You can vote for as many as you like. So you might not just have one particular favourite. There might be a few that you like and you can vote for for as many of of them as you like. The winner is the one who has the most votes um, and there will be two runners up as well. Voting ends on the 5th of March, 2016. That's my dad's birthday. So voting ends on my dad's birthday, the 5th of March, 2016. Feel free to comment on other photos too, you you know, know, not just to vote for them, but just to comment on them too. Uh, That would be cool. Um, And to find all the photos, just go to teacherluke.co.uk and click the red button on the side, which says LEP Photo Competition. You can see it on the right side of every page under the picture of the Luke's English Podcast mug, so it's just under there, and also under the email subscription form, but above the Audible logo, so it's there on the right-hand side near the top, under the the, the mug photograph, and above the Audible logo uh, uh, image. Okay, uh, it, it says it's red, and it says Luke's English Podcast photo competition. Mm-hmm. Click that, and you'll you'll be taken to the page for this episode. Okay, and then when you get there, you'll see all the text that I'm reading now. And then just further down, you'll just need to scroll down and then you'll see all of the photos there for your viewing pleasure. Okay. Right. So did you get all of that? It's, it may have sounded more complicated than it is. Here's the super simple version. Go to the page for the episode, have a look at the photos, just vote for any of the ones that you like. Um, When you vote, just click on the photo, leave a comment and say, I vote for this one. That's it. Okay. All right. So, let me now just, since we're on the subject of photographs, I thought that I I would use this as an opportunity to sort of teach you some language, all right, or to present some language to you. Um, And we're going to talk about language for describing photos. Now, it's useful to know how to talk about photographs, um, especially if you have to describe them in a Cambridge exam like FCE because in in some of these Cambridge exams, there is a speaking task where you have to compare some photographs. But also, even if you're not um, doing an exam, it's useful to be able to talk about photographs because, you know, sometimes we show our friends photos and we have to describe them. All right. Um, So here are some phrases that we typically use while we are talking about photographs or describing what we can see in photographs. Okay. Um, So I've got a list of about twenty-four different items here, and I'm just going to go through them one by one. You can see all of these things listed on the page for this episode as well. Okay, so number one, we have. um, Well, first of all, we're talking about like locations or parts of the picture, and we're looking at sort of using prepositions and stuff here. So first of all, we have in the middle or in the center, in the middle, in the center. So for example, in the middle of the picture, we can see a really cute puppy. Or in the middle of the photo, you can see a really cute puppy, for example. So that's in the middle. Uh, then we have other locations like at the top and at the bottom, okay? In the middle, at the top, at the bottom. So for example, uh, you can see his headphones at the top of the photo or um, at the bottom of the picture, you can see that he's sitting on the toilet, Um, Then we've got things like in the corner. So in the middle, at the top, at the bottom, in the corner. All right. And in fact, um, which corner are you talking about? Now you've got the, uh, we say it like this, the top left corner, the top right corner, the bottom right corner, the bottom left corner. So in, you know, going in a clockwise direction, Top the top left corner, the top right corner, the bottom right corner, the bottom left corner. So in the top right corner, in the top left corner, in the bottom right corner, in the bottom left corner, okay? Uh, and if you're talking about the sides, then it's on, okay? On the side, on the right side, on the left side, okay? So we've got in, at, and on. In the middle, at the top, in the corner, on the side, all right? Uh, now, There are other ways that we use to talk about the corners and the sides, and we we use the word hand sometimes. For example, you might say, on the right-hand side. Not just on the right side, but on the right-hand side, and on the left-hand side, and in the top right-hand corner, in the bottom left-hand corner. Okay, So, on the right-hand side, on the left-hand side, in the top left-hand corner, in the top right-hand corner, in the bottom right-hand corner, and in the bottom left-hand corner. Got it? For example, in the top left-hand corner, you can see a turtle in the pond, Alright? Now, that's, you'll need to look at the photos to see that because there is a turtle in one of the pictures. It's turtly amazing. Thank you. That was a joke. Um In the top left-hand corner, you can see a turtle in the pond. Uh, On the right-hand side, you can see his headphones dangling from a tree, for example. Okay, number eight. Uh, Here are other sort of aspects of the, the photograph. We've got in the foreground, and then number nine, in the background, Okay. So in the foreground, the foreground, that refers to stuff that's sort of at the front of the photograph, that's close to the camera. And in the background is stuff that's far away from the camera in the distance. So in the foreground and in the background. And I suppose you could also say in the middle distance. In the middle distance, that's stuff in between the foreground and the background. Um, So in the foreground and in the background, for example, in the foreground, it looks like she's studying maths while listening to the podcast because you can see what must be her maths book in the foreground. That works for paintings as well. Um, an example of in the background, you could say, you can see the rest of the orchestra in the background. So that's, I'm describing one of the pictures where um, Dennis, I think, is listening to Luke's English podcast uh, during his orchestra rehearsals. And um, he's the percussionist in the orchestra. And so I imagine he gets long periods when he's not actually playing anything. Because um, he's, you know, if you ever go to see classical music concerts, it you always see the percussionist at the back. And they just sort of sit there doing nothing until, you know, one key moment in the in the music and they have to like, you know, hit a triangle or crash a cymbal or go dong, 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 dong on some drums and that's it. And then they just sit there for another 20 minutes, smoking a cigarette, waiting for the, waiting for the percussion to begin again. Well, apparently uh, Dennis, while he's waiting, uh, he, he listens to Luke's English podcast. Um, so yeah, why not? Multitask. A lot of people are multitasking in these photographs, as you will see. So anyway, um, I said, you can see the rest of the orchestra in the background. Um, so just for describing the picture in general, you can say phrases like the picture shows the pi- in the picture we can see. And of course there is, and there are ba- the basics there, but don't forget there is, and there are. Um, so for example, the picture shows, and then it could be the picture shows and then someone plus an ing form. Okay. The picture shows the view from his window and a pair of headphones dangling down in the foreground. The picture shows a pair of headphones dangling down. The picture shows someone or something plus ING. The picture shows a pair of headphones dangling down. Okay. The picture shows uh, someone uh, cycling. All right. Um, In the picture we can see, which is similar to the picture shows. For example, in the picture we can see, and then someone or something plus ing. Okay. For example, in the photo, we can see Julian doing some stonemasonry while listening to Luke's English podcast. Okay. Um, so there is and there are. These are simple things, but you must remember that they're very common. And also, don't forget to get the um, the verb right. It has to be is or are. There are lots of images of people travelling or in movement. For example, and there's one picture which seems to have been taken on top of a mountain. There's one picture. There are lots of images. Okay. Uh, Present continuous tense, of course. Um, uh, This picture shows uh, Evelina running a marathon while listening. Or in this picture, we can see that Evelina is running a marathon while listening. Okay. So moving on to number 14, we have someone plus ing, plus while, plus ing, okay? So, for example, this is a photo of Fernando listening while driving. So, that's Fernando, plus ing, plus while, plus another ing form. This is a photo of Fernando listening while driving, okay? Uh, Number 15 is just simply present continuous, plus while, plus ing. For example, in the photo, you can see Gabriella, who is doing some ironing, While listening to Luke's English podcast. Yeah. This is a photo of Gabriella who is doing some ironing while listening to Luke's English podcast. Okay. There's a relative clause in there as well, which obviously is a a, a sort of very common way of making descriptive sentences. You know, you just if you want to add information to a noun, then using you can do that using a relative clause. Gabriella, we can see Gabriella who is doing some ironing while listening to Luke's English podcast, okay? And uh, now on the subject of relative clauses, I should probably just uh, tell you about, uh, uh, I'm going to jump forward to number 18, which is simply the word which, w c w h i c h which. Now, that's a relative pronoun. We use it when we construct relative clauses. Um, but uh, But which is really useful because we can just use this to add something to the end of a statement that we've made. All right. So sometimes we just say things like which is nice or which was nice at the end of a whole statement. And it's not difficult. It's really easy to do. It's really easy to use which in this way. So you could just say something and then you can add something at the, at the end with which. For example, some people have sent photographs with babies or members of their family, which is really lovely. Okay. Now the which there refers to the whole previous statement. Some people have sent photos with babies or members of their family, which is really lovely. Okay. So that's an easy and yet very useful way of using which and a relative clause to add information to the end of a statement that you've made. Okay. All right then. So uh, also we have, it looks like, so this is point 16. It looks like something is happening. It looks like something plus ING, okay? And also, it looks to me like something is ING, okay? For example, it looks to me like Alexander is doing all right. So I'm talking about Alexander, who you'll see in the photographs is uh, is currently in hospital, recovering in hospital while listening to Luke's English podcast. And don't worry, he's fine. In fact, it looks to me like he's doing all right, Okay. Uh, or it looks like Carlos is is um, it looks like Carlos is reading music and playing the piano while listening to luke 's English podcast, which must be difficult okay so that 's it looks like something is happening or it looks to me like something is happening or it looks like someone is doing something it looks to me like someone is doing something there, there's there are ways of like speculating on what 's happening um it 's a picture of that 's pretty basic. This is a picture of, or it's a picture of something. So, for example, this is a picture of Zdenek cycling to work in the snow, which looks pretty slippery. All right. Um, Number 19, we've got some different phrases to describe the way the image looks in general. So, like the quality of the image. Like you could say, uh, if the image is not completely clear, you could say that it's out of focus or it's blurry or blurred. Okay. Now, um, you know if you've got like automatic focus on your on your camera phone and you try to uh, take a picture of something like two images, maybe there's something in the foreground and another thing in the background and you want them both to be in focus, it's difficult to get your phone to do that because what it will do is all it will automatically focus on the object in the foreground and then everything in the background is out of focus or blurry. I think many Smartphones now allow you to to focus on two th- separate elements at the same time. What you do is you just touch, you, you you touch the elements that you want it to focus on, and it creates like these yellow boxes, and it will automatically focus on both elements in the in the in the photograph. But if you're not like really. Able to use all of the features of your smartphone camera, then some of the stuff might be a bit out of focus, or a bit blurry, or a bit blurred. Okay, um, other other expressions for describing the quality of the image. You could say that an image is overexposed. Overexposed. That basically means that there's there's like too much light. Too much light has got into the lens, and so it's it it's it, it's almost like the sort of image is burning or something. Um and you know, typically if you take a photograph of yourself in direct sunlight, um, then the image might be a bit overexposed. Like the you know, whenever I take a photo whenever someone takes a photograph of me on stage performing comedy, the image is almost always overexposed. And that's because the lights are always shining right onto my face and because I'm just very white. You know, I've just got very white skin and so the light just bounces right off my face and then the photograph ends up being overexposed, especially if I'm performing against a black background uh, because then somehow the camera isn't able to, to sort of deal with the difference in, in light and my face ends up completely overexposed. So there there have been some photographs of me on stage where I look like a ghost. It's just like a kind of a faceless ghost on stage. Um Anyway, that's the expression overexposed. Uh, and then um, saturated as well. Saturated. Uh, saturation refers to the amount of color that there is in the photograph. So if something is very saturated, it means that the colors are very rich and very sort of uh, full. Uh, and if it's uh, under saturated, then then the colors seem to be washed out. So saturation is like the level of color balance in there. Um, and uh, so... Point 22, uh, just generally speaking, modal verbs of speculation in the present. We often use modal verbs when we are talking about uh, photographs in order to try and speculate, you know, to imagine or speculate on the situation in the photograph. For example, it must be freezing where you are it must be freezing where you are. So, you know, someone has sent you a photograph by email and you can reply back and say, hey, it's great to see you. Wow, it must be freezing where you are or it looks freezing where you are or it looks to me like the traffic is really busy in Sao Paulo, which must be pretty frustrating. Okay, so that's using must when you're, you're almost certain, you're almost completely certain about something. It must be freezing or... Uh, It looks like the traffic's really busy in Sao Paulo, which must be pretty frustrating, okay? And then we use other modal verbs like might or could when you're slightly less sure. You're just talking about something that's possible. For example, you know, it must be very busy in Sao Paulo, although that might give you more listening time, okay? So that might give you more listening time just talking about the fact that it's it, it, it's possible that that gives you more listening time. Uh, another example would be, you can see that Mark is wearing his hat right over his eyes, which might make it hard to see where he's going. But he's probably a force-trained LEP ninja, so I expect that he's just using the Jedi mind trick. All right. So, you know, he's wearing his hat right over his eyes, which might make it hard to see where he's going. Um, Another one would be, in this picture, we can see that uh, Didar has a pen and paper ready while listening to the podcast. I guess he might be writing vocabulary notes or making a transcription. Okay, so there we go. Must for something you're quite sure about. Might for something that you're less sure about. You could also use could as well. Um, Now, on that subject of modal verbs for speculation, we also have can't. Can't, you know, that, you know, for example, uh, it, it, it looks like he's uh, playing the piano while listening to the podcast at the same time, which can't be very easy. Okay, which is like I'm sure that it's not. Uh, it must be is I'm sure that it is, and it can't be is I'm sure that it's not. You see what I mean? All right, so we're nearly finished. We've just got a couple of other verbs. So number twenty three in my list here is just the the phrase "I imagine," and that's another way of speculating. So you can use modal verbs, or you can use a couple of other verbs like. Imagine, or I expect. So I imagine that's a nice thing to do while listening to the podcast. So you know, like we can see that she's um, she's doing some ironing. We can see that Gabriella's doing some ironing while listening, which must be a nice way to. It it, it must be a nice thing to do while doing the ironing. You know, listening to the podcast. Um, I imagine that's a nice way to do the ironing. You know, and I expect. I expect it took ages to paint that. You can see in one of the image, images, there's a big painting. Someone has been painting a picture while listening to the podcast, and it's a very detailed painting. I expect it took ages to paint that. Or, you know, simply, I expect she's on her way to school. Okay? Right. So that's just some language that you can use to talk about photographs in, in general. Um you could you could use some of that language in your comments if you wanted to uh, and also i've mentioned some of the pictures in there but there are there are many more pictures and many other interesting things that are worth talking about I, obviously i haven't mentioned everything so i just invite you to go to the page and just check them out for yourselves basically and I, I really think that you should check out these photos i think you'll be pleasantly surprised overall it's just brilliant to see these images collected together as a whole and also to explore all the photos individually to see the different situations around the world in which you're listening. And as I said, there are some real gems in there. So I'll now let you explore the photos for yourselves. Um, Very quick recap of the rules. Please, please, please vote for the ones or the one or the ones that you like by using the word choose or the word vote in a comment under the photos you're voting for. Also, please make any other comments that you would like to express, and I encourage you, all, all of you, to mention things that you like about the images, okay? Voting closes on March the 5th, my dad's birthday, and then after that, I'll do another episode in which I announce the winner and also talk in a bit more detail about the photographs. Um, Remember, the winner of the competition gets a Luke's English Podcast mug, wow, and a t-shirt or bag, and the two runners-up Get a Luke's English podcast mug each. Okay, so those are the prizes. But for me personally, it's not the winning that counts. Obviously, it's not all about the prizes, although I'm sure that you'd be happy to get them. It's really mainly about the taking part in the competition and just about sort of being part of the community. Um, Where can I find the photos again, Luke? How do I find the photos? You might not be thinking. Well, um, you can find them all by going to teacherloop.co.uk and just click on the red button on the side that says LEP Photo Competition. Um, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, right. So I'm now going to stop talking and I'm just going to let you go to the page and check out the photos for yourselves. And I hope you enjoy doing it. All right. I look forward to reading your comments and uh, let's see who wins this prestigious uh, competition thanks very much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Speak to you again soon. Bye. 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 Thanks again for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.